All right, let's hit it. Gotta crank it up. Something completely different. This is Shug Jordan, coach of the Auburn Tigers. Say what? No, 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 no. It's pronounced Jaden. Yes, yes, yes. This is Shug Jaden, football coach of the Auburn Tigers. Ooh, my goodness. And this is Jeremy Henderson, host of It's Pronounced Jordan, editor of the Warble Reader, and hey, also a host of Jer Bear in the Morning, posting every day, 7 a.m. ish or so. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, it's everywhere you want to be. You should check it out. Recommend that you do if you're looking for a little just fun, jare action. We talk Auburn stuff, we talk life. Awesome if we talk Auburn stuff. Real quick, I gotta thank Colin, my newest patron at Patreon. Colin, you made my day. Thanks a ton. Joe, Zach, Clint, Ed, Patrick, Marsha, Greg, Wilburn, Temple, Chad, Justin, Barry, all the folks I'm forgetting. Thanks a ton. It really, really means a lot. I couldn't do it without you. Hey, if you'd like to help the show keep going, please check out the support options. It's pronouncedjordan.com. There's a support thing. Or you can just go just straight to Patreon, which is the fun, hip way to do it. Patreon.com slash the Reader. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the Reader. It's something you can sign up for, but it's a really cool way to help out. You get free stuff. You get free books that I will finally be able to write now thanks to your wonderful support. So, today's episode of It's Pronounced Jordan. Let's get down to it. War Eagle, by God! So, remember last year, uh, you know, there was maybe two years ago, when Rich and I were trying to get the podcast version of It's Pronounced Jordan up and running, and we did decently, but we had an episode called uh, Real-Time Research on Kess Fabian, the Sausage King of Vestavia. Now, Kess uh, was a name that I had seen in Suge's archives, like all over the place, right? He was a serial Suge corresponder, would send, and I would read Suge's letters sometimes just for content. It's easy, it's fun, it's interesting. And Kess would send Suge sausage. <laughs> Say that ten times. Kess would send Suge sausage uh, come Christmas every year. I don't know if the man made the sausage, if he had a sausage connection. I don't even think I asked him that. Maybe I did when we talked. I'm getting ahead of myself. So we actually start doing some real-time research on the show because I didn't know exactly who he was. But with a name like Kes Fabian, he's got to be somebody, right? And if he's all up in the archives, he has to be somebody with some great Auburn connections. Ergo, great Auburn stories. Obviously, somebody I would need to get in touch with at some point. So we do that, and we learn, and I say of Estavia because I learned in the process of doing some real-time research that he lived right around, and maybe still does, actually, right around the corner from my growing-up house in Vestavia. So I'm like, small world, getting smaller every day. How wonderful. Kess, more eagle to you, right? Well, I get an email right after this. It's from Tim Lacey, whom, unless I have the wrong Tim Lacey, was the manager for the 1972 Amazons. Ever heard of him? Tim is incredulous. Jeremy, I cannot believe you don't know who Tim or who Kiss Fabian is. I can't believe you don't know him already. That you guys aren't like pen pals or whatever. Here's his contact information. You got to get in touch with Kess. So over the past year or so, he's been reminding me of that. I keep saying, yeah, I'm going to get in touch with Kess. I think Kess maybe even reached out once or twice. Understandably, right? So I'm, I'm talking about the man. And now that you Google Kess, Kess Fabian, and that's going to be the first thing that comes up. So it's understandable. I owe him this. And of course, I would want this. And a few weeks back, maybe a month or so back, it finally happened 
talked with Kess for about an hour and a half. Now, I'm not going to publish the post the entire episode, but a couple of segments really stood out to me. And the first one that did is going to be the subject for today. Uh, it's been one I've wanted to go into on the Wargle Reader for a while now. I've known about it. It's this tragic yet ultimately kind of heartwarming story, this chapter in Auburn history that a lot of people don't know about, but hey, that's why I'm here, right? That's why that's one of the reasons God put me on this earth, obviously. Bill Tucker, right? Bill Tucker was an Auburn quarterback, a freshman in 1948, came down, understudied under Travis Tidwell, did some uh, good things I'll let Kess tell you about in the 1949 Iron Bowl, the legendary Iron Bowl. That was the second one after back uh, after the drought. And in 1951, heading into that season, his senior season, Shug's first year, he something happened to him. I'm going to let Kess kind of introduce it and everything, but Kess knew Bill... Uh, Bill's dad was the uh, coach at Phillips High School, I believe. So he was a star prep dude up in uh, Birmingham, and uh, everybody had high expectations, especially for his senior year. Now, the junior year had not done that well. And one of the reasons, maybe, that we hadn't done that well is that he had broken his nose three times that year. And get this, when you hear the rest of the story, he, and I think, his senior year of high school in a hunting accident lost three fingers on his left hand. Three fingers. This part I didn't know about until I, I've known about Bill Tucker and his story for years, but I did not know about the hand incident. The fact that we've had a quarterback with only seven total fingers. That's a, uh, I mean, that's, that's something right there. I mean, that's its own show, but uh, the thing that happened to him leading into his senior year of college is the main subject for today, and I'll talk a little bit more about it after Kess introduces him. Again, Kess was kind of a, a younger brother. Bill Bill was kind of a big brother to Kess, and that is why Kess kind of came down to Auburn, because Bill came down, and then they would still hang out. And uh, then Kess went on to become a spotter after he got really, really involved at the athletic department as a student coming down, I think, in 52 or 53, and uh, got really, really involved and did a lot of stuff for Bill Beckwith, the sports information director, and uh, any, that, that led to all the stories and then all the, to all the sausage and all the letters. So, Kess Fabian, ladies and gentlemen. You said Billy Tucker, right? Yeah. Uh, now, now he, he was the, the quarterback that we had who contracted polio, isn't he? Yes, that's right. That's right. Bill was a freshman in 48, and then uh, he was starting quarterback. And uh, you know, we played three freshman games every year. Then in 49, he was number two quarterback, but that's when Travis Tidwell, his senior year. Right. And uh, senior year, and uh, Bill did the, um, the place kicking. Right, uh, right. Field, field goals and extra points. He did the place kicking. So in the 49 Auburn-Alabama game, it, you know, we upset him. 14-13, Bill kicked the two extra points, beat right. Alabama, 14-13. Oh, awesome. And uh, your Tidwell was a senior, and Bill was a sophomore. And I got to know Ed Salem, you know, from Alabama. Uh, you had the restaurant. And, um, and anyway, I got to know Ed pretty well over the years. And I have no use for Alabama, and I have very few Alabama friends, really. Uh, I just don't 
I'm Auburn. And I don't go. I've never been to a football game at Tuscaloosa, and I won't go. <laughs> and uh, uh, as far as you know, Alabama and Auburn playing, Alabama playing anyone, uh, maybe I'm narrow minded, but that's the way I am. But I got to know um, Ed, real nice guy. And, you know, he was all American and went and played a number of years for the Washington Redskins. And, uh, and, you know, Ed was a um, tailback, running back. <laughs> he said, golly, he used to kid me. He said, and he knew Bill, you know, and he says, boy, Bill got so much publicity after beating us uh, after that Alabama game, Auburn Alabama game. He said, I had a, uh, uh, a real good game and so many yards rushing and completed so many passes and so forth. And he said, he said, and all he did was kick two extra points. <laughs> and I had a real good, real good game. <laughs> and uh, so Bill, Jeremy, uh, he, um, you know, 1950, and that was a year we went, we were 0-10. Right. And Bill was a, uh, Bill was a quarterback. And you know, we always, at that time, you know, we always played Georgia, you know, Georgia in uh, uh, Columbus. And they beat us uh, 13, 13 to 10. And Bill scored all 10 points for mm, us. Mm. Uh, you know, a field goal, extra point, and about a two-yard quarterback sneak. And, but it was all 10 points uh, that he, he scored all of our points that year. And see, then Coach Jordan came in, um, you know, that uh, winter. And uh, Bill was there for Coach Jordan's first spring training, you know, fall of 51. And that's when we had that polio epidemic all over the southeast. And uh, and Bill was an outdoors type, you know, he liked hunting and fishing and and frog gigging and so forth, anything outdoors. And that summer, nearly the whole team, the whole team just stayed in Auburn that summer and worked out. Well, Bill was in summer school, uh, naturally, and working out and then going frog gigging and so forth. And uh, and they say if you were, your system was run down, that that uh, helped bring that on, you know, polio uh uh, uh, own. And the last time we were living, we, I was living in Linden, Alabama that summer. My father was a construction superintendent of putting in the natural gas system in Linden. And we were living down there. And that's how we found out about Bill. Miss Tucker called us, uh, down there in July. And the last time Bill walked, he, because he had, uh, you know, fever and nausea and so forth. And he walked from Graves Center to the old infirmary. You're there on, you know, Magnolia. Right, right. The old infirmary. He walked, walked in there and <clears throat> he was, uh, and so they started checking on him and, and so forth. And the next day, and the next morning, they drove him, took him by ambulance from the Auburn Infirmary to Cripple Children's Clinic in Birmingham. 
Yeah, I'm looking at Wait. a story right now. Is it August 8th? The Billy Tucker, Birmingham first string quarterback on the Auburn football team last fall oh. is ill of polio. An Auburn physician said the day Tucker's being transferred to a Birmingham hospital for treatment. Well, he was taken to that's what was the headquarters for polio victims. Right. So they, I tell you, I don't know how about the other hospitals, but I, I, I and I think this is why. But the uh, Crookshire's clinic had several iron lungs okay. for the patients that were affected, you know, in the upper, you know, body with the you know lung problems. Now, Bill was. Uh, he came up, you know, like I said, that next day, came to the Crooked Children's Clinic. Now, he was ended up being paralyzed from the waist down. He, he didn't have a, a lung problem. Right. His, and then you remember Charlie Davis? It did, uh, well, he was our color man. Color for, man, right. For a long time. And see, he was, he was uh, working at WAPI. And he was station manager later on for a while. But anyway, Charlie got polio that same right, right. summer. And see, he it affected him with just one leg. He limped. Now, just walking straight was okay. But when he went up steps, Charlie had to take one step at a time and drag that leg up to the you know, next step and right. go like that. Uh, it affected him that way. And Bill went back to the Auburn, kept him on scholarship, um, kept Bill on scholarship for, and he, I was started in 52 and he, um, he went back and finished school the fall of, uh, he went back the fall of 52 and, uh, graduated in summer school, uh, in August of 53. And, when, and, you know, with me going around with Bill and everything, I got to know the, the coaches and so forth a lot. And uh, and that's, that's how I got to say, you know, with the spotting. And then I used to go out with the coaches uh, even when I was a student. Yes, yes, yes. Kes, Kes, Kes. So glad we finally connected with the Sausage King of Vestavia. Going to be talking with him again for an upcoming episode. This time maybe about a guy named Jimmy Seidel. But I'm glad we got into Bill Tucker's story. Been wanting to do that for a while. Tragic story, but ultimately, like we said, heartwarming. And uh, like Kes said, Bill did come back to graduate. Went on to do some great work for the March of Dimes, the Crippled Children's Clinic in Birmingham. In 1954, he actually went on a nationally broadcast game show, this really early one, called Strike It Rich. From New York City, live, it's Strike It Rich. That sounds pretty awesome. Guess who also was awesome? Bill Tucker. Dude won the whole thing. All 500 bucks. It was this thing where a kind of a semi-celebrity would come on and try to win some money for somebody really down on their luck. They would read a letter about the circumstances, and uh, you'd answer a question, you let it ride, answer a question, you let it ride. 500 he won it all. That made a story, too. He was doing it for the March of Dimes at the Crippled Children's Clinic, something related to polio, and put out a call, actually, for people to call in and pledge and gave him this number, and that became a story, too, because hundreds and thousands of people were starting doing it. A dollar here, five bucks there, raised a bunch of money. Ed Salem, the one Bama fan, Bama man, that guess could stomach, gave $1,000. So I guess one of them is, in fact, a decent human being. 
There's plenty of more to Bill's story we didn't get to. It probably deserves its own episode. And if, if you know any more, give me a shout. TheWarigleRaider at gmail.com. I swear I remember a comment one time on the Warrigal Raider that said that he had, was like their shop teacher. I, maybe I'm imagining that, like in high school. And then I saw a story, I think, that said he went on to become a journalist. But we're going to leave it there for now. I'm going to go ahead and mention TheWarrigleRaider.com again. It's pronounced Jordan.com if you would like to support the show. And I would not mind if you did. That kind of thing is going to definitely play a part in whether or not this thing can keep up at the rate that I'm planning. Hey, two episodes back-to-back, week-to-week, back-to-back weeks. You know what I'm saying, two weeks in a row. Okay, that's a big deal. Don't doubt this new commitment, all right? I've got the equipment. I am locked and loaded. Stay tuned for next show. I think it's going to be about how Auburn was once a death trap for SEC beat writers. So you're not going to want to miss that. War Eagle, thanks again.